Welcome back again, friends, to your daily Bible podcast as we continue working our way through the story. Today we are going to be in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 11, verse 9 through 13. Now, we've just looked at how Solomon, the wisest man who ever has or will live, led by God the people of Israel into their golden era. They build the temple. They build Solomon's palace, and they are just unbelievably blessed with wealth, with gold, with riches, with peace. It is a time of unparalleled prosperity for the nation of Israel. But alas, Solomon is affected with the very same virus that we know as sin, as his father David before him, and everyone else that came before him ever since the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve first sinned. So we read in 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 9-13, through 13, The Lord became angry with Solomon, because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. Although he had forbidden Solomon to follow other gods, Solomon did not keep the Lord's command. So the Lord said to Solomon, Since this is your attitude, and you have not kept my covenant and my decrees, which I commanded you, I will most certainly tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your subordinates. Nevertheless, for the sake of David your father, I will not do it during your lifetime. I will tear it out of the hand of your son. Yet I will not tear the whole kingdom from him, but will give him one tribe for the sake of David, my servant, and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. Now, what's happened here is Solomon has taken on 700 wives and 300 concubines. You heard me right. 700 wives and 300 concubines from all of the nations that surrounded them. And these foreign wives may have seemed like wisdom in Solomon's eyes, but there was a major problem. They worshipped their foreign gods and brought the worship of their foreign gods into the nation of Israel. And these foreign wives were able to convince Solomon, who loved them, that they should be allowed to worship their foreign gods openly and even have temples built to their foreign gods inside of the land of Israel. Solomon allows it, and the temples are built, and the worship of foreign gods begins in the nation of Israel once again. And you have to remember the very first commandment that God gave to to Moses and the people of Israel on Mount Sinai was that they shouldn't worship foreign idols and they shouldn't have any other gods before him. And we can be prone to look at these stories and think, how could Solomon have made such a terrible mistake? How can the nation of Israel continue doing these same patterns of sin over and over and over? Well, we actually see the answer in verse 9 that we just read. It says, Solomon turned away from the Lord. Friends, when we turn our eyes, our heart, our priorities, our life, our attitudes, our desires, when we turn away from the Lord and towards ourself, it always results in sin. The flip side of this is also true. When we focus on the Lord and when we put our attention and our desire and our heart and our energies and our attitudes focused on the Lord, it leads us into blessing. It's true today, and it was true then. 
Jesus said it like this, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all of these things will be added unto you. It's about who and what gets first place priority in your heart, in your life, in your desires, in your finances. It's about who, what gets your eyes, your vision, your mind. And whatever that thing is, that's going to be the thing that's leading you in your life. So my question for you today, friends, is where is your attention? What are you focusing on? Where is your heart turned and pointed at? Because here's a very important truth, friends, that we learn throughout scripture and testimony, is that if it's anything other than God, it will never satisfy you. It will never give you what it promises. It will never be enough. No matter how much wealth Solomon had, no matter how much wisdom Solomon had, no matter how much pleasure Solomon had, it was never enough. In fact, when he's writing his book of wisdom to his sons, he boils it all down and says, meaningless, meaningless, utterly meaningless. The truth is, friends, no matter how much he experienced that the world would call good, it never could satisfy him. The only thing that can fill the longing of your heart, the only thing that can fill the hole in your soul is God himself. And focusing on and seeking after and pursuing him and his desire and his ways and his righteousness and his ability to restore and redeem and transform, friends, it's Christ alone. Our hope is found. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you that in you, we have everything. We have more than we could ask for or even imagine. We have true joy, true pleasure, true supply that the world will never know anything about apart from you. So I pray today, God, that we would live like it. We would be convinced of it. We would stop being a foolish people who turn our attention and our desires to anything and everything that might catch our attention, but that we would stay fully, wholly focused on you, God, on your plan, on your desire, and on your beautiful son, Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen.